Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside Trey Lyle, and we're excited for another week of baseball talk as we get close to opening day. I just realized this as we started recording today's episode. We are just one week away from opening day. I didn't realize it was that close. Time is flying by. Spring training is flying by, and we are a week away from real regular season Major League Baseball games, which at one point we did not think would ever get played this season. So that's a really good feeling looking at the calendar and seeing how close we are. Trey, I'm excited for baseball season to get here so close. How are you doing this morning? How are you feeling as we get closer and closer to opening day this year? I mean, it feels like just because it's, it's uh, you know, the schedule has changed. It's it's a slap in the face that how quickly it's it's approaching, you know, maybe, you know, it's very Will Smith-like. So uh, it, it's oh just, gosh. you know, it, I can't believe it's here, you know, after the, the jumbled up mess of uh, what was it called? Oh, Rob Manfred. Um, he's somehow yeah. still in leadership, but we'll have baseball in a week. Well, we have baseball now, but you know, games in a week. Yeah. Yeah. We will have games in just one week, regular season games. So close. Um, we're going to do our predictions, previews, our over-unders coming up sometime next week before opening day. But today there's and still we'll a little record bit. record them this time so we make sure, well, I will make sure I write them down this time. Who we had, yeah. everything. I think yeah. I had our over-unders written down and just everything else written down. This we time. recorded it last time because I know we put it out as an episode. Think we just we did, to but write I did. Yeah, I, I forgot to write down our like wild card teams. Yeah, so it was a little harder to uh, look back at our predictions later on in the season. But we will do that next week before opening day. Today we've still got a little bit of off-season news to go over. Some moves still happening. Nothing too big. Uh, last episode we told you guys about all the big moves that have happened since the lockout ended, including Trevor Story signing with the Red Sox on a $140 million deal. That was the last really big free agent move this offseason. But the biggest move that's happened since then is Albert Pujols is back in St. Louis for what he's saying is his final year of his career. And I think it's official this time he's saying it. You know, last year there was the rumor that it was going to be his final season and then all kinds of stuff came out. His wife uh, said it was going to be his last season. Then he said, no, it's not. And Obviously, it's not because he's back this year and he's with the St. Louis Cardinals for one final year. I'm really happy to see this. Um, I mean, Pujols is obviously one of the best players of all time. In my opinion, I put him in the top five. I think he's that good. So to see him go back to the team where it all started, the team where he won a World Series, I'm really excited for him to be back there. I think it's going to be a, a good move for the Cardinals. You know, they have the DH in the National League now. Obviously, he's over 40 years old at this point but having him as the dh i think is a good move for them even if it's just you know a farewell tour i think it's a great move it's going to sell a lot of tickets yeah you know with 
Yadi Yadi or Molina. I think that's his last. It's his last season. And then you have Adam Wainwright, and then obviously Pujols. You know the three guys who you know carried St. Louis to a championship. So it's really cool to see you know those three guys. You know one final year together. You know it. it, it yeah, I, I I like the move. You know from a, a nostalgia point of view, we'll see what Pujols does. I think you know the fact that he can play DH is is big, and so. Um, I mean, I thought before he signed with the Dodgers, he was going to go into the AL team so he could be DH, but he didn't. So um, maybe he has a little bit of first base left. Uh, I don't think so, but he he can fill the DH role for the Cardinals, and and you get a, a nice little farewell tour to wrap up uh, his his legendary Hall of Fame career. Uh, Pujols at 42 years old right now. He's obviously struggled a little bit in recent years. He hit 17 home runs last year, so it's not bad. Uh, the year before, only six, but that was the shortened 60-game season. He hit 23 home runs in 2019. He's currently 21 home runs away from 700. I think he gets there. Even if he finishes his career with 700 exactly, I think he gets there just It'll knowing close. how close he is. I think, yeah. I mean, last year, he, like I said, he hit 17, so four away. Um, he's hit 23 a couple of years ago. So I think he can get there. It's going to, it is going to be close, but I think just knowing how close he is, I think that's going to give him a little bit of an extra push, extra motivation. I think he's going to get there. 700 home runs. I, and yeah, he might. I'll just contradict you and say, well, I'll say he finishes right. 695. Ooh, 695. So that would be a we'll little, uh, a little better than finishing at like 699. I think if you finish at 699, he's got to come back for one more year. Just get that and then retire. Like Mr. the Bernie Mac movie, Mr. Yeah. 3000? Yeah, just like that. <laughs> I, I Yeah, but I think he'll get it. I, I think it'll, that's definitely going to be one of the, the big storylines to watch this season uh, is will Albert Pujols make it to 700 home runs? Uh, there are actually, you know, some other stuff going on around Major League Baseball. Zach Greinke is back in Kansas City with the Royals. He's set to be their opening day starter. This 2007 year. all over yeah. again. <laughs> I mean, it is. Albert Pujols with the Cardinals, Zach Greinke with the Royals. Uh, it's it's cool to see stuff like Three, that. You know it. Justin Verlander gets traded to the surging Detroit Tigers. <laughs> that would be something. You're right. It would be. But yeah, Zach Greinke going to be the opening day starter for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Hunter Green, who's one of the top prospects in minor league baseball, he's set to make his debut on April 10th for the Cincinnati Reds. That'll be against the Atlanta Braves. So he's going to be a name to watch this year. All kinds of stuff going on around Major League Baseball as we get closer to opening day. Um, what, what are some of the big things that you're watching for, whether it's for the Yankees or just in the league in general? during the first week of the season? Uh, well, I, I want to say I pointed out something that fans really hate the Astros because uh, on the Fox Sports MLB poll for the AL West, they picked the Mariners to win the division, and I just laughed at it because I, I still think you know I, the Astros are going to win that division, but um, that's something to look out for. Um, you know, Severino's back on track after, you know, he had a little bit, little bit of a scare. That's really cool to see. Um you know, Trevor's story, you know, officially signs with the Red Sox. Uh, that I think that's that's a good deal for them. Um, I th- 
the number two prospect in baseball. I think he was the number two. I know he's the Reds' top pitching prospect. He made the opening. He's going to make the opening day roster. So that'll be interesting to see from, you know, Cincinnati that doesn't really have anything interesting going for them. Um, but I saw a list of the top ten lineups and like the gap between. I think the White Sox were two and the Dodgers one. The gap between the White Sox and the Dodgers, like if you want to say that your top two lineups is insane. And I just am still every day thinking like how 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 can how can you beat the Dodgers with that lineup? Because I think they have, you know, they have no holes in their lineup and they have a great bench and they, you know, they just extended their manager, Dave Roberts. So stability in the manager spot. So and he said he he's guaranteeing this team to win a World Series. I mean, like with that roster, that's basically, you know, it's World Series or bust. So it's going to be a wild season. You know, I don't want to say this is, you know, baseball is a little bit more different than basketball, but like it feels kind of like that KD's Warriors team, like KD, Steph, like that kind of feels like the Dodgers here. Like they're a really big juggernaut and I, I it's very hard to see a team, you know, upset that. I don't think the gap is that big, though, between the Dodgers and the White Sox. The White Sox have a pretty stacked lineup and they were really good last year offensively yeah one through six and then you go seven eight nine it's like no no comparison like maybe but you have three what three of the best hitters at baseball in one lineup yeah that's two true. of the top like five hitters in baseball in one lineup and it's one three and you're like yeah i mean obviously the dodgers are the the, the favorite the the most stacked team the you know the super team of major league baseball but i think the I'm, the White Sox have a very good lineup. I don't think the gap is that far apart. I do think the Dodgers are still the better lineup, but the White Sox aren't too far behind, in my opinion. They've got oh. they've got a pretty loaded lineup there too. I got one more thing. Uh, City Connect jerseys debuted for uh, for Nike. The first one, Cherry Blossom jerseys. You know they did it in correlation with the Nationals and the Washington Wizards. Those look dope. So shout out to the Nats with some pretty cool uniforms. I like, cherry I like cherry blossoms. The, uh, yeah, I like the idea of including the cherry blossoms on their their uniforms. I think could have could have been done better though. I don't really like the uniforms overall. The, uh, the it just says uh, WSH, like the you know the abbreviation for Washington across the chest. I think it could have. I think they could have found a better way to do that. You know, maybe just have the regular curly W on the left side of the chest, but incorporate the cherry blossoms into it still. I just don't like that part of the jerseys. Here's the rest of the teams. Uh, the Astros will debut theirs April 20th. Royals April 30th. Rockies June 4th. Angels June 11th. Brewers June 24th. And the Padres July 8th. If somehow the Padres do a Charger-themed baby blue uni, I'm going to... Mm. Nike, listen to me. The powder blue is the best uniform in sports. If you want to use those colors for the Padres, I would not hate it. It is, but I feel like they're going to go some kind of some kind of desert themed jersey like the uh, like the Diamondbacks did last year. Yeah, that's probably true. Royals should be interesting. Um, I could see them doing maybe um, a Negro League kind of theme with their jerseys because uh, the Negro League Hall uh, Museum is in Kansas City. So yeah, that would be cool. That'll be cool. H-Town, they'll probably do something. That's probably what the jersey will say. Um, but 
it, it should be fun. I'm uh I'm excited. Baseball is here. I think uh, for Milwaukee, here's what they do. They either a beer. Yeah, I mean, I think they they have Milwaukee across the chest of the jersey in Miller Lite font. That's not bad. Or they just do they decide to honor the greatest athlete to ever play in Milwaukee. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, actually, Kareem did, but recently. And they do a Greek-themed jersey. Sorry, I meant second greatest because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in Milwaukee, but he, you know. I don't Giannis see them just wanted... doing a, a greek theme. I know. It, it's called a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think my that, that um, going with a, a beer-themed jersey has got to be the way to go in Milwaukee. Colorado Rockies, you know, got to have some mountains on there, something like that. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a, the obvious. Look, it's early. That's it is. The obvious we are choice. recording. Yeah, think. our schedule allows us to record at like not optimal time. We, um, so yeah, yeah. We both have been up for like jerseys. ten minutes Angels, recording this podcast. So. Angels will be an interesting one. What's I mean, you know, do you go? So it's you, the city. Uh, do you go with the city of Los Angeles or the city of Anaheim? I think you do an honor. You go old school and you do the angels in the outfield uniforms. Just saying. Could do that. Or, you know, Anaheim, Disney World, or Disneyland out there in California. Well, I don't know if they'll do that because Disney actually used to own the angels. Yeah. So, and then obviously Disney sold them. So just put Cinderella's Castle. Which in the I didn't learn until I wrote that best best season for the angels article, which is on the Foul Ball Area podcast website. Oh, uh, yeah. Go check that out. Those are old. <laughs> So, yeah, these City Connect jerseys coming up this season got a couple of new ones. I, I wasn't a huge fan of those last year. Some of them looked all right. I think the uh, the Marlins ones looked really good. The Red Sox ones were the first ones to come out, and I didn't like those because they were like the the colors of the Boston Marathon. So they were red or uh, uh, yellow and blue, which, you know, that's not Red Sox colors. So I, I didn't like that at first, but the Marlins had good ones. I thought the Diamondbacks had pretty good ones. The Giants were decent. Um, you know, they tried to do, you know, do the the Golden Gate Bridge and make it look like fog around the bridge, which didn't really work that well. But you know, some of them were all right. I wasn't a huge fan of this, so I'm interested to see what they end up doing this year if they can, you know, make them look a little better. But like I said, not not off to a great start. I don't really like the the text on the Nationals jerseys. I think it would have been better off leaving the curly w or maybe bring them back like the old dc logo or something on their uniforms and incorporating the cherry blossoms in that way i don't like the wsh across the chest of the uniforms just just looks weird but i like the hats hats are good the old senators logo with cherry blossoms around it the hats look good i agree uh, i mean i i'm okay i like the uniform but i i could i if you want to be critical i guess i guess that's where you can be critical so one thing that MLB announced just recently is a new home run derby competition that's going to be taking place all across the world. They're calling it Home Run Derby X. It's going to be featuring former players, and those players all are Adrian Gonzalez, Johnny Gomes, Giovanni Soto, and Nick Swisher. They're going to have four competitions. They'll be in London, or three, actually. It'll be in London. Seoul, South Korea, and Mexico City. And it'll be those four players along with 
other players, I think some celebrities, and they're going to be on teams. And it'll basically be like a game, but a home run derby. So, you know, the, the other teams will have fielders in the field and you can get points for making a catch, but the batters get points for a home run or if they hit a target. So it's really expanding on the home run derby concept, making it into a competition. I think there are like four or five person teams and they're going to be playing in three locations across the world. I'm interested to see how this goes because this seems pretty ambitious. I don't know if it's going to be on TV anywhere or how we're going to watch this. I don't think they've, they've said that maybe it's going to be online somewhere. MLB TV, but it's definitely an interesting concept and uh, a way to grow the game going to South Korea, Mexico City, and London. That's an interesting choice. Uh, you don't really think of London when you think of baseball. So well, they did the London the series. They want to grow the game, I think, there. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely an interesting concept. I'm interested to see how this goes and how it turns out for them. Yeah, that is an interesting concept. You know, at least they're trying something. I actually respect baseball for doing that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how this thing shakes out. Shout out to Nick Swisher. That's who I'll root for in this. So. Yeah, I like Nick Swisher too. I think he spent a couple months with the Braves. So and He obviously won a World Series with the Yankees. So. Yes, and he did. So... <laughs> well, I have nothing else that I can think of. Excited for the season. Going to do a deep dive into these over-unders, maybe actually put some bets on things coming up. Uh, you got anything else for us uh, before we uh, I, I hit them with the close? No, I'm just excited. I really did not realize we were only a week away from opening day. I mean, I knew that it's the end of March and April's coming up soon, but I just wasn't thinking about how close we are. So I'm really excited and I'm ready to get going. Yeah, April, April 1st is Friday. I don't know when you're post this. So this is, we're recording on March 31st. So tomorrow is April, is the first day of April, which is crazy because it means our birthdays are a month and we're up almost, we're, cl- we're a month from being 25. So <sighs> as always, you can follow us on Twitter at VT at Matkins in the news. You can check us out on Facebook at the Foul Ball Area Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, also the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg Facebook page as well will be there. You can find us on Facebook, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five star review. We'd love to hear your opinion. And you know, you got a question for us? Leave it there or or on Twitter, wherever. We 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 need questions because sometimes we don't know what to talk about. So give us suggestions. Get us through this long and great baseball season that's right around the corner. For this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast, for Matthew Atkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Thank you so much for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.